Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Bessus Hashem, BPW number 31, that's Bias Panimi Shear for Women, Shear number 31, and we're talking about knowing and understanding and loving your husband, and I will say this again, and we'll say this often, to always remember that whatever I'm saying here, I am saying the counterpart of it on the man's side of the Panimi group, very strongly, so when you hear all this, and uh, you think it's one-sided, it's not one-sided. We're talking here to the wives to, for their own self-work and to become better wives. But please do understand as you're listening that this is being told very strongly on the husband's side as well. Um, and it really requires the self-work of both husband and wife to make it work in the most beautiful way. A woman does desire the love from her husband and a husband desires a love from his wife and respect from his wife. A poor marriage can cause a husband to develop physical illnesses, mental uh, ailments. And when he is depressed or overweight or whatever it is, one of those causes could also be when the marriage wasn't worked on. And um, when a wife mistreats her husband, then their physical, intimate life becomes much harder. He could turn to, unfortunately, adultery or pornography to meet his sexual needs. may find himself trapped in addicted behaviors that are difficult to overcome without extensive counseling. And again, when we say this, and it has to be said, it's with what also has to be said is when a husband, and we talked about on the other side, has these struggles and he needs to know that even if the marriage is poor and even if it's not, it, there's difficulties now, major bumps in the roads, he has an achrayas not to fall into any of those things that I just said. He needs to understand that he has to put in the work. And if he feels trapped like that, where he doesn't have that outlet in his marriage because there's difficulties there, and he's a religious Jew, and he's Ehrlich, and he's Tyra, that he knows he can't have that outlet outside, and he feels totally trapped, he needs to reach out and speak to somebody, an objective person to help him. Just like you, if you feel trapped in a marriage, you also need to get a right, objective, outside, Rav, mentor, to help you ultimately, to be able to communicate with each other about these issues. So remember what I said, and I can't emphasize this enough, that when I we talk about paspasali aspects, and we talk about the idea of how a wife, when she's expressive, physically intimate with him, it decreases his, his tests in these areas, that does not mean that he doesn't have serious responsibilities to keep his own kedusha, regardless. But there is no question and a wife does need to understand it, that it is very true that his tests in these areas could be greatly reduced if there's a healthy physical sexual relationship between a husband and a wife that's vibrant in a marriage. Studies have shown this, that the nisyoinus that he has at a workplace, he could be in a workplace where he's stuck with these young, attractive girls that are not trustiastic and 
or secretaries and all these things that he has to deal with over there, that if the marriage is vibrant emotionally, but also physically, sexually, then those nisyanis in those workplaces or outside decrease by 500% and almost non-existent. If they're happy with their marriages, then they go out to the work, they still have to be very careful, but the nisyan is much less. While if there isn't that outlet and there's bumps in the road and the marriage is not vibrant, then the nisyanis are much harder and bigger to deal with. No excuses on the husband. He has to be careful regardless. But to deny that fact is denying reality. So it's very, very important. One also needs to understand that a wife's lack of love for her husband can drastically affect their children in the most negative way. The children themselves will suffer sometimes physical symptoms, mental illness-type symptoms, as a result of the poor marriage. More rebellious children are found in a home of a, husband, of a wife or a husband that does not support each other well. They model generally after their parents. So another thing is important to understand, that their future marriages are in danger. Their future marriages will suffer because of the same negative patterns that they witnessed in their parents' marriage. And that's why, you're, 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 by, by realizing it, even if there's bumps in the roads and you're not that enthusiastic yet of improving your marriage, but part of that aspect is, this is the greatest gift I could give to my children. Also, if you settle on a poor marriage, you know, it, 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 it's sort of like complacency. I'm not going to try any longer. And by refusing to even entertain loving your husband and trying to improve, you're basically giving up on life to really, truly try to work on it. And that doesn't mean you have to be a perfect wife. There's no such thing as a perfect wife. There's no such thing as a perfect husband. There needs to be a realistic expectation. But but there always needs to be that work. No one could say to themselves that you're either going up or down. I'm either working on something and, or not working on something. And I need to work on it. And you will learn as you progress in learning these tools and skills. You gain confidence. You Davin, of course, also, like we talk about all the time. And it is hard to change these lifelong habits. If you always, let's say, tend to be nagging or critical, you can't change overnight. It takes four to six weeks to change a habit to a great degree. And then you have to continue working at it. So when you try to change now, even with two small steps, and you talk about it, you get adracha, you could transform your marriage. And you'll see as you change yourself, become less critical, less judgmental, less nagging, more open, more caring, more understanding. It may take some time, but your husband will respond back, and it's all worth it and helpful. And it will, will save so much agmas nefesh and bring so much pleasure into the marriage. And this is the greatest gift, as we said, that you could give to your children. People forget that the secret to a fulfillment, filling marriage, what is the secret? Tfil is a big part of it. Every day davening for it. Once a day at least. 
for your Shalom bias, no matter where it is now, makes no difference how good or how not good it is. Daily tefillah on this and hard work and persistence. That's the Shtadlis. That is the secret. People think it's chemistry and it's this and that. No, this is it. Tefillah, and then after the tefillah, your hard work, hard work on both ends. And persistence. Persistence means very often what we do very often in all of life is we work hard to something and then we get frustrated because two weeks pass, three weeks pass, four weeks pass, we don't see results that we like and we just throw the whole thing out and we give up. We cannot give up. You continue that hard work whether you see the results right away, whether you don't see the results right, right away. It is so easy to give up. People get tired. People get run down. They're under a lot of stress. It's understandable. The future looks bleak. But don't rely on your feelings then. Rely on this knowledge, this knowledge that wise people are telling you. That tzaddikim say, and then they write their letters about Shalom Bayez. That when you daven and then work hard and you're persistent, meaning you don't give up even if you see zero results for weeks on end or months on end, but you keep at it day in and day out, day in and day out, that will strengthen your relationship. Never give up, no matter how bad you feel. That is the secret. I am big, and I, 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 my personality is like this, and most women are like this, where their hergish, their feelings, their emotions are extremely important to them. And they are. They are. Emotions play an extremely valuable aspect of a person's personality in an Avedis Hashem. No question about it. Husbands on their end, many of them are more detached from their emotions, which is unhealthy, and we talk to them about it, that they need to express their fears, their concerns, allow themselves to become vulnerable towards their wives. And we talk, we will talk about how wives, when they hear this, they need to embrace it, to encourage that. Don't think he's weak because he's admitting to you that he has a problem. It's courage when he comes to tell you, you know, I do have a problem, or when he finally admits to you, you know, you, what you said you know, you, all these years, this and that, I, I realize you're right about a lot of things and I need to work on it. That's the biggest matana you can get if he tells you that. And don't brush him away or serves you right or anything harsh. That is courage when he's doing that, when he acknowledges I need help with something. But the bottom line is, so we tell the husband to respect his emotions and to develop it, so emotions are very important. But what women need to understand is, is they cannot base their behaviors on emotions many, many times. Sometimes you don't feel like being loving. But what one needs to do is act lovingly even when you don't feel it. Smile with a bright smile even if inside you don't feel that smile. They all talk about this, that the external brings ultimately into the internal, and that's extremely important. That's a very extremely important concept, that wise do abini yaseira, they have extreme healthy, sensitive, emotional aspects to them, but they cannot wait until they feel a certain way to act a certain way. They cannot feel, wait, okay, I'm only going to be loving when I feel loving. And the same thing like when we had the Rivka Sidorsky, the sex therapist, and others, when we talked about physical intimacy also, is don't expect that the only time I will have physical relations with my husband is when I'm turned on. And they, she explained very 
very um, adequately and importantly over there, and you should listen to the videos again, that that won't happen. What you need to get to a point and try to get to the point where you just, from the point of when things wind down of the, and during the stress of the day, to detox from that, self-care, take a shower, read a book, relax, till you're in the beginning of the intimate aspects to feel, to get to a zero. Now, it's a big chiddush for many people. What do you mean? If I feel zero, why should I be intimate? But what she's saying is extremely crucial. Zero means that you remove the stress levels that detracted for the most part. You don't have that physical desire yet, but you want to engage. And then when you do engage, then you enjoy it more. And then the, 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 it usually kicks in, and then you, you enjoy it. When we talked about, we had lectures from Michelle Wiener Davis um, that early on, really should bring those videos back. She said that out of 100 women, 98 of them said that, you know something, I took your advice. I was not in the mood of having physical relationship during the time when it was healthy to do so. I did not feel like it. I was, you know, I had zero interest at the time. But I listened to your advice, and because I love my husband, and I know this is important, I went through, in the big, initially going through the motions of it, but once I got into it, I enjoyed it immensely. And most of them testified to that. So what I'm trying to say with all of this, that's not the main subject of this year, but you can't always v- value your emotions as much as it's sacred to you. But sometimes your mind needs to overrule that. And when your mind tells you this is the right thing to do, then we do it whether we feel like doing it or don't feel like doing it. A husband doesn't have to feel romantic. And his wife asked him to please take out the garbage. And he goes and schleps out the garbage pails. And we tell the husband this also. It's not likely that he feels this overwhelming love for his wife at that moment and says, oh, I love you so much, and because I love you so much, I'm going to take out the garbage for you. Generally, in real life, it doesn't happen that way. Right now, he's not in the mood of it. He's very tired. He, he's, he has so much on his mind. He's not in the mood of taking out the garbage. But the, he, in his brain, he knows. His wife asked him, this is the right thing to do, and I'm doing it. And the mind overrules whatever emotions you have. And that is an act of love. That is the act of love. So that's very important to understand. We're going to talk today now about certain things to ask yourself in the marriage. That with these questions that, of asking yourself this, you determine where your strengths and weaknesses are in your marriage and as a wife, and you try to work through improving. And we did the same thing for the husbands. Again, remember that. So number one is, ask yourself, do you make your husband feel good about himself? This is one thing that they may not express, they may not admit, they may not acknowledge. They may seem that they're independent, that they don't need your opinions or whatever it is. And we, we talked about over there how they much they need to value your opinions on things and your perspective on things. But they desperately need their wives to love them and respect them and say things and do things that make them feel good inside. So that's a question based on your current behaviors. Are you making your husband feel good about himself? Do you value similar things in your husband that you value in yourself? What can you do 
to try to value your husband more. When you see your husband after a long day, do you spontaneously break into a smile when you see your husband? And remember what, what I just said. You do that whether you feel it inside or not. It makes the smile something I need to work on too. Sometimes I'm distracted. I don't mean not to smile, but I'm distracted and I don't think. But by being conscious about it, your bright, warm smile, even if you feel warm inside or don't feel warm inside, that is an act of love. And it makes your husband feel good and feel warm towards you. When you leave the house, does your husband have a sense of well-being? You know, that, that when he leaves the house, he knows he's secure in his wife's love. Can you and your husband tell each other honestly what you really want and need instead of using manipulations or games or stonewalling or any type of gaslighting or any other type of these manipulations, but rather have an open conversation? Meaning what happens very often is when you're upset about something, you don't tell them and instead you make this like bombshell crazy remark and he doesn't know what's flying because you're not telling him what's upsetting you. And very often, there's mind reading. You expect him to read your mind. But instead, talking honestly, calmly about what is going on. Can your husband, um, you know, can you accept your husband as he is instead of having plans to redo them? We had shiurim and feedbacks on this. People make the mistake that acceptance means that I... You know, that I don't see any flaws at all. And it's like sort of a very unrealistic approach. What do you mean accept? They have flaws that bother me. What does that mean? People don't understand that paradox in the mind. They don't understand that you could have a full, full acceptance of another human being, in this case of your husband, as they are and love them as they are. And that does not deny the fact that they have also flaws that they need to work on. It's not a contradiction. It's not a contradiction. But you accept those flaws. Doesn't mean that it stays status quo. Doesn't mean you can't discuss these things to try to improve those things. But there's a full, full acceptance of who they are. This is one of the strangest paradoxes in acceptance. When you have big tzaddikim emulating a Haran Akoyim, whether you read the biography of Rav Rav Arya Levine at Tzaddik and Atoyim, try reading that book, or the book on the recent Gadol Mechanech, Rav Trenk, Zechat Tzadik Lavracha, the way he treated his Talmidim, with full acceptance of Talmidim who may have even been Mechal Shabbos at the time, or who knows what. Do you think they did not know that there's an issue of the fact that they're being Mechal Shabbos or doing this wrong or that wrong? Of course they knew. Acceptance doesn't mean that you're blind to it, but acceptance means that year Masha year right now, I just love you the way you are. I see your neshama and you're good and you're special. Paradoxically, this is the most strangest things and we don't know exactly why this works, but it works. But when they feel that full acceptance, that's when they're willing to change. It's a paradox. People think that in order for me to change you, I got to smash your head. I have to break, I have to put a circle into a, a square into a circle hole somehow bend you, break you, and remake you in order to change you, in order for you to change. And in reality, and again, it makes no logical sense, no, I love you the way you are, I accept you the way you are. 
very often when people are, let's say, 100 pounds overweight, they hate the way they look. They barely could stare at themselves, look at themselves in the mirror. They have their own self-disgust. But the first healing to get them to a point to start taking care of their bodies and losing weight and everything they said basically is what they did was finally, finally, they looked at the mirror. Even though they looked not attractive, they looked 100, 120 pounds overweight. And and they finally said, I love you the way you are. You're a beautiful person. And very strangely, that when they accepted that in themselves, that is when they had the courage to make those changes to actually change. So that is something that's something a husband, wife, both desperately need. Accept me for who I am. Don't try to remold me. And even my flaws that I need to work on, yes, I need to work on them. But don't throw them away. Don't throw me away because of those flaws. Accept me. That is very, very important. Is your behavior consistent with your words? Is there a trust factor here? Teichei kibari, what you say what you, in, is what you mean in an honest, healthy way. Does your actions show that you really care for your husband? You know, the way you talk, the way you do things doesn't show that. So we, we mentioned a few things. We're going to go through some of them, more of them, Be'ezus Hashem. But one, one needs to understand, again, and this is very, very important, is that, that the, the, the deep desire needs to be in every man and every woman, in this case over here, in every wife, to make their marriage better, to enhance it, to heal it, for their own sakes, for the sakes of their children, the physical and mental conditions of, of yourself, your husband, your children, is very much dependent on the quality of your marriage, and get outside help if you need the outside help. And remember, as you make progress, you gain confidence. Never give up. Never give up, no matter what. Because the secret of a fulfilled, fulfilled marriage is tefillah, and then hard work, and then for the most importantly, persistence in that hard work. Not giving up even if you feel very little results. Very often you're on a normal, healthy type of a diet and you need to lose 100 pounds. And you initially lose 5 pounds on this diet, you're thrilled. You go to scale the next week, you lost maybe 1 pound. It was sometimes because your body like sort of fluctuates you and you behave, we're behaving perfectly. And then you see you lost nothing. You see the inches a little bit going down, but you, you didn't lose any weight. It's so easy to give up. You put in the hard work. You say, eh, but you don't do that. You're persistent with it. You keep at it, whether you lost one pound, zero pounds, even if you gained a pound because you drank water or was night weight, whatever it is, and you keep at it. Same thing goes, with, and then you're successful over time. Same thing goes with marriage. Don't think if it got worse or got better, whatever it is, or you see zero results, what's the use? There is a vital, first of all, you're changing yourself for the better regardless. You're helping your children. There's no question about it by acting healthier as a wife to a husband. Even if you don't see yet the improvement in the marriage, you're helping your children. They're seeing you in a different light, whether you realize it or not. And ultimately, ultimately, you will see the results. Baruch and